Clay? What? I didn't recognize you, man. Yeah, sorry, I have a new haircut that I'm... It looks cool, you look like a guy stupid. in a band. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Let's keep hanging out, man. Okay, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Want a beer? Hey, I know this is awkward, but I need you to leave. I can't leave. Um, what do you mean by this? What are you saying? What are you telling me? I think I'm dead. I think I'm a dead ghost. Dude, I know this sounds insane. No. Hey man, let me ask you a question. You I'm can't probably see rambling me. here. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with myself. Maybe I'm here to help you, fix you in some way. There's nothing to fix here, man. I'm good. I've been following you around for a week now, man. You're a loser. Okay, well, I got an idea. Late in 2022, moving radio correspondent Lucas Anders was lucky enough to catch up with Clay Tatum to talk about his film, The Civil Dead. It was playing as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival, and now it has arrived in Edmonton. You can catch The Civil Dead on February 10th at 7 p.m. at the Metro Cinema or February 12th at 3.15 p.m. or February 14th at 9.30 p.m. As always, you can purchase those tickets through metrocinema.org. Without further ado, here is a previously recorded interview with Clay Tatum all about the film The Civil Dead. I just wanted to kind of get started with maybe a little bit about the film itself. So The Civil Dead, could you give us just a basic breakdown for anybody who may want to come and see the film? The Civil Dead is like a, a buddy comedy between two friends who haven't seen each other in a long time. And one of the friends has a spooky little secret that kind of puts the other friend into a bad headspace. I will say I'm so bad at describing this movie, but it's a spooky buddy comedy. I would definitely agree. Just have that kind of element of friendship, but also working through a relationship and trying to figure out that spooky element that you're talking about. <laughs> right. In terms of the feature film and the creation of it, is there a moment in the process that really stood out for you? Well, the movie came about in a weird way where I had a friend who saw some shorts that I made and he just called me and offered just an incredibly small amount of money to make a feature. I was like, at that point in my filmmaking life was really frustrated with the idea that I've never made a feature. It's like I couldn't get past the first barrier of finding money. And now someone's offering me money. Dived in head first because I sort of had a basic idea of a small story that I could feasibly do with no money. Jumped into it really quick and within four months of that phone call we already started shooting and i've always imagined what making my first future would be like i always imagined it would be like oh you know i'll be writing and before i shoot i'll watch all these movies that inspire me and then it would be very great to enjoy that process but it felt like since we shot it so quick it just like i never got to enjoy the experience of before making the movie of like feeling inspired i just felt rushed and i felt like i just didn't have enough time to do anything and i'm slowly realizing i think that's what making every movie feels like so that was like a big surprise with me making this movie was how it just feels like you never have enough time to do anything yeah you maybe had an ideal picture of what filmmaking looks like before it and it just 
passed you by. Yeah, I just thought it would be like, all right, what movie am I going to watch today to inspire me? And every time I watched a movie, I'm like, no, I need to do a shot list. I can't be watching this. I need to make an Excel spreadsheet. That makes sense. I think a lot of us, we have an ideal picture of what something looks like and it changes. Speaking of inspiration, for me, I, I definitely got some vibes with the vignettes. It gave me this sort of Seinfeld-esque feeling or like Always Sunny. Yeah, definitely Seinfeld is something I always watch a lot for inspiration just because I like, I like any movies that kind of feel very... I mean, not that's a TV show, but anything media-wise that feels very Hangout-y. Yeah. I've always wanted to make a classic Hangout movie, and I think Seinfeld did that really well with a TV show where it feels like you're meandering and just like things just naturally occur. It doesn't feel like you're standing, you're like hitting beats and beats of story. It just feels like it's flowing. I like any movie that flows. So like, yeah, Seinfeld is definitely a big inspiration. Those interactions between couples, you sort of captured that for me. It felt like, oh, these are really interesting conversations. And it did feel natural. Yeah, well, that is my actual wife. And we do bicker like that. <laughs> um, so that just that was just very natural for us to um, film those scenes. It came across very naturally. Thanks, Melinda. With this idea of it being a buddy relationship, I did notice foreshadowing and pushing us into that world of the ghost. Certainly, there's references to Casper the ghost. Is that something that resonated with you as a kid? You know what? It's funny. So in the movie, we foreshadowed the ghost thing by showing a clip of Casper the ghost. In the script, we wanted something early in the movie to get across the ghost idea in your head because it's going to be like 15 minutes before you find out something like that. So we wanted to prime the audience. We were going to create our own like 90s TV show that talked about ghost and I, I'm watching it and then I eventually turn it off and we never got around to filming it. We just started editing and they were like, well, well let's just like grab a, a clip. And so uh, Wit, who co-wrote and co-stars the movie, typed in public domain cartoons. And one of the first ones to come up was Casper. It was like, this is absolutely perfect. And it couldn't have been a more perfect. If you watch the movie, you'll see that it's the most perfect thing to set up this movie. Yeah, it completely pulls you in. And anybody who has a connection to Casper at any point in their life. Like, yeah. It definitely sets you up for that idea of friendship. I definitely did have like a VHS as a kid of like those Casper cartoons and shorts. And I don't, I don't understand how that's public domain now, but it, I guess it technically is. That idea definitely parallels the relationship that you eventually create there. Yeah. And we also bring up Casper in the movie a bunch of times. And I don't know why we just didn't think about using that clip, but it was just... It was just perfect. I also noticed this theme of friendship, but also being stuck in that element of friendship. So I'm curious in terms of the creation of this project, you said it moved pretty quickly. Did you feel like there were any parallels to the idea of the pandemic, just being stuck with one or a small group of people and not really being able to escape? Kind of. I mean, like, so the idea that I had originally was I wanted to have an idea where I could film it just myself i'll shoot it i'll do the sound and it's just me and one other person being the movie it was like in the thick of the pandemic and the only thing i had to do all day was think about the movie that i'll eventually make and this is way before the guy called me about the money and so i was like 
well, it would be perfect if I just had an idea where it's just me and one other guy. Thinking about those limitations, the story naturally came about. So it wasn't like the idea wasn't a reflection of the pandemic. It was more of a reaction to the pandemic. I have certain restrictions. And then when the guy offered a certain budget, then the movie got bigger and more things came in. But that idea definitely spawned from the limitations of shooting during a pandemic would bring. It was like right when the vaccines came out too. So a lot of people weren't vaccinated. So it was really, it's really awkward asking really close friends to be in your movie during a pandemic. I'm sure that would have been really tricky waters to navigate a new experience in terms of filmmaking, just having to. Yeah deal with that overarching pandemic. It's interesting because the title of the film, The Civil Dead, you get this sense that it might be eerie or really in your face or scary, but you give us a buddy ghost comedy. <laughs> what inspired the, the title of the film for you? There's like two things that inspires it. I do like the idea of presenting as a big genre piece and then like not delivering that. And I think we do that in the movie too. We set up certain ideas or certain things that you would think would lead to a big scary moment, but then we underplay it. So I like that aspect to it. And also the movie title sounds like The Evil Dead, which was like one of my first movies as like a kid that like got me stoked on the idea of maybe making a movie one day. It has that like low budget scrappy feeling to it, which this movie does have too. So I like that it's a nod to that. So it's like those two things inspired the title. But yeah, I think mainly I do like that it presents as sort of a very genre heavy movie, which I hope it's not really, except for the genre comedy. Evil Dead is a fantastic film. In terms of your character, Clay, is there any parallels to your life in terms of being a photographer, being a director, you have to be tapped into being pictures and, and building that? It's more about the artist's life that I wanted to reflect. It's like a certain time in my life where I was making money through art, but I was clearly, I was just not making enough. And you get to a point where you're making money doing something that you like, but you're not making enough money, but you don't want to go back to your old life. I always thought that's like a funny middle ground to be in. I just always wanted to have a character that reflects that because that was like a big part of my 20s was being poor. And also the character in the movie is poor, but doesn't want his wife to know exactly how poor, which is a very funny thing, which also happens in my life where I can pay rent, but I just have to go behind someone's back and do something really stupid. And well, in my case, it was not doing a scam like I did in the movie, but just sell all my records just so I can get $30 extra. But I like seeing a, an artist in that time in their life where they can barely make a living. That paralleled my real life before. And you did a great job of sort of capturing that push and pull of the starving artist and, and yeah. trying to pull hijinks to stay afloat without revealing too much about the, the actual plot or what happens with your character. You certainly find some creative ways to stay in the game. Which I think is a really good scam. I mean, I, I want people to go see the movie to see what the scam is that we're talking about, but it's a scam that I've never seen anyone do. I feel like I always almost got scammed like that. So I'm just going to say that just to tee it up, just to make people want to see and see what the scam I'm talking about. It's a good tease, right? I guess this pulls into that tease, but you come in with a unique perspective on the ghost. 
I haven't really seen anything like that where the ghost is unable to move through objects. <laughs> you play into that dynamic quite well in this, I would say. I think that I think that's a part of presenting an idea and not delivering on it. The original idea of what if you are haunted by a ghost who literally can't do anything but annoy you? I think that's what jumpstart setting up an idea that you would think would lead into very spooky stuff, but we downplay it a lot and it just ends up being a movie of just two people talking. Again, you take us through different elements that make that relationship dynamic. The fact that he's pulling him out of wanting to just not do anything, but forced to like play a little game of how do I push this guy away or how do I get him out of my life? There's certainly like an interesting kind of push and pull with the character Wit. You said that Wit was a partner with you in terms of creating this? Yeah, me and Wit always work together. We always like to write stuff together and we moved to LA when we were 18 with the idea of one day making a movie that we both star in about friendship or whatever it just like never happened and then when this idea or when this opportunity came I basically had the idea of the movie like the beginning middle and end the characters and their struggles and how it ends I had the basic outline of that but I wanted to get wit in early so we wrote it together I wanted him to co-write it with me and, and he did was there a great element of working with him or an element that maybe challenged both of you? There's certain technical things about it that is good with having a writing partner because we know each other's flaws. Flaw with me with writing, I like to just meander and I like to take one idea and just like go with it and just see how long it flows. But what's really good at like finding the moments of the script that are good and just being like, no, no, let's, let's just do that and move on. And besides that, it's also like, he's really funny and he helps with the comedy of it too but there is technical advantages of having two people on it because you know each other's flaws in writing and you can smooth that over and also like when you're writing a script you think you're writing something really good that explains a really cool idea but you need someone to like read it and be like no no i know what you think what this is doing but it's not doing that and maybe it would help it's just good to have someone to talk with and with me and wit it's just since we've known each other for so long we have a familiarity with each other and so we know how to make things better. I really thought both your characters were likable and, and really interesting. In your own life, is there something that parallels this story for you? There's something that kind of like, so me and Whit moved to LA from Alabama when we were 18 and we we're really close friends and we're just like really, really close. And in this movie, the two friends are not as close as me and Whit are in real life. The friendship that we're kind of exploring is something that happens to a lot of people that move from a small town to a big city. You'll have someone that you weren't really that close friends with follow you to LA. And since you're the only person they know, they kind of like glom onto you. What happens is there's like an imbalance of the friendship where one friend who just moved to LA holds on to you more than they would have had back home just because they know you and they're trying to do the same thing. You enter a weird territory of we're not as close as you think we are. And me and Wit are very interested in that friendship dynamic. And so we explored that. And it is kind of based on like some friends that we had that when we first moved to LA, they kind of followed us and they we became roommates. And we're, it's just a very awkward friendship dynamic that we were exploring. We've always wanted to make a movie exploring those type of friendship dynamics. Is there anything else you wanted to convey to the audience? Always
The only thing I would like to convey, I would love it if you get to see this little stinker in the theaters because it's a great experience. I don't think this movie is going to have that many opportunities to see it in a theater with a lot of people. So if you can just make it out, that'd be great because it is a comedy and comedies are great to see with your friends. Nice to laugh with people. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, what I'm trying to say is this movie's going to live online for a long time. And so it'd be nice to see in the theater. What I'm basically saying is I'm on my knees screaming, please see the movie. And it's well worth seeing. One more thing to tag on to this in terms of like the relationship that you've established in these two characters. Are we ever going to see them again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, a sequel? Or, or is this it for these two I think it's it for these two, but I did float the idea to Wit where I was like, I would love to do the Civil Dead, the animated series, just as a complete goof, because that was such a big thing in the 90s of turning every movie into a cartoon. And the cartoon always had no style. They just drew normal humans. If I had it my way, you would be seeing the Civil Dead, the animated series, where it would be very zany and not at all grounded like uh, we tried to do in the movie. I like that idea. I mean, instantly, I just thought about like how Back to the Future had a cartoon, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Kids love that were sort of comedy, had a animated series. And some of them were actually pretty good. Yeah, I'd love to see the Civil Dead cartoon, so hopefully that, that comes to <laughs> You can catch the Civil Dead at the Metro Cinema on February 10th at 7 p.m., February 12th at 3.15 p.m., and February 14th at 9.30 p.m., of course, at the Metro Cinema. Get tickets at metrocinema.org.